0: welcome back and if you're new to my podcast welcome I'm so glad that you're here so in keeping with our theme of the month of February which is about love it just seemed appropriate that we talk about this particular subject matter today and I'll tell you what that is in a minute but whether it's it has to do with whether you're in an intimate relationship or a romantic relationship or friendship or co-workers, whatever kind of relationship, this subject, I believe, can be helpful, beneficial, and definitely good for your overall wellness. And this week, we're going to be talking about, in a way, redefining love to some. It might be a way to redefine your love, or maybe it's a brush-up and a reconnection to a healthier form of love in your relationships. Again, whether this is a, you know, you're in a relationship or considering getting into one. What we're going to be talking about today will definitely enhance yours. But first, before we do, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me, who have survived things that perhaps we don't necessarily like to talk about, but we know we want to because we want to be better, not just for ourselves, but for our kids and their kids to come. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that may have happened to you along your journey and keeps you at times somewhat stuck or holds you back or causes you doubt in yourself and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life that you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about What boundaries have to do with love, and why it's important to the health of our relationships? So boundaries, what are boundaries? It seems all the talk these days is about boundaries, but do we really know what that entails, or is it just a buzzword we've been caught up to use by experts? and no doubt over the last few years with a world that's been tossed off its comfort and certainty and sense of security we've seen this craze of my way is the right way and yours is wrong and folks imposing their opinions and more importantly unacknowledged fears onto others which definitely blurs the lines between folks and unfortunately It's been expressed as personal boundaries without, I believe, a sense of truly understanding what that means. So let's get into that today. I think it's important to understand what it is, what boundaries are, and why it may be of value to you and your life. Boundaries determine where you end and other people begin. In enmeshed family systems or codependent relationships, there are few, if any, boundaries. Without boundaries, there is no you. In order to love yourself, you must know who you are. In order to know who you are, you must establish boundaries. You must clearly define the space you occupy in the world and you must give yourself permission to reside in that space. It's so much more than no, or my way or the highway type thinking. Setting boundaries is so much more than telling people no once in a while. Boundary setting involves digging deep into the identity of who you really are what you really believe in, and then establishing a protective barrier between yourself and others, to the degree you feel necessary for your own mental and emotional well-being. This means that while you allow certain people in, say your spouse or your children or your closest friends, you may keep others at a further distance. It's important to note that boundaries can evolve and change for the same person over the course of a lifetime. For example, when a child becomes an adult, the boundaries between parent and child must adapt in order for the relationship to remain healthy. And likewise, if you go through a divorce, the way you relate to your former spouse needs to become entirely different. Than when it was when you were married. If, for, if one or both parties are unwilling to change the dynamics of the relationship, the relationship will become strained and possibly break. If, for instance, you've never been divorced, this may seem like a strange thing to say. Isn't the relationship already broken? Yes, the marriage relationship is over, but unless you are childless, one or both of you change all your friends and social connections, and you may even move across the country from one another, you will still have a relationship because of your children. It won't be a marriage anymore, but you will have to figure out a new way of relating to each other in a healthy way. And in order to maintain healthy connections, we must be willing to adapt our boundaries as our circumstances change. And we must seek out close relationships with those who approach approach boundaries, similarly to our own. This kind of goes along with our whole values and belief system, which is a whole different topic, but so viable. These are things that we're not necessarily taught in order to have relationships that the more your values your beliefs are aligned there's a better chance of a successful relationship occurring again whether it be friendships or it be intimate relationships whatever it may be so when it comes to love you must realize that you have as much of a right to take up space in the world as anybody else You must draw a line around that space and determine for yourself who you will allow into your life and to what degree. And if you're wondering how to set boundaries, don't worry, I got you covered here. Speaking from experience, if you are a person who has struggled to set limits in the past or aren't even sure who you are or where you fit in the world, It can feel overwhelming to suddenly begin setting boundaries. The good news is you don't need to start having big confrontations with everyone around you in order to set healthy boundaries. In fact, if big confrontations are required for your boundaries to be taken seriously, it may be time to re-examine whether this is a healthy relationship for you to maintain. But we'll get into that in a moment. It's important to focus on what's going on for you internally how do you talk to yourself how often do you feel like banging your head against the wall and saying stupid 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 after someone has gotten the best of you once again you've said yes when you really wanted to say no or you didn't speak up when you wish you had Can you laugh at your own mistakes, or do you beat yourself up about every little mishap? You might be wondering why this has anything to do with setting boundaries. In truth, it has everything to do with boundaries, and here's why. If you don't love yourself enough to talk kindly to yourself, how on earth are you ever going to love yourself enough to expect Others to respect you and the space you take up in the world, those of us who watched Saturday Night Live back in the nineties, you may remember a familiar character named Stuart Smalley, brought to life by a comedian Al Franken. The gist of the sketch sketch was that Stuart was a therapist who encouraged self-love in his clients by. Talking to themselves in a mirror. Usually, the person was uh, the the person he was counseling was a giant celebrity who presumably had a pretty self, a healthy self image. Think Michael Jordan or maybe even Kevin Bacon or something. He'd face them towards the mirror and ask them to repeat the phrase, "I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me." It was funny because we assume that the people saying these phrases already were well aware that they were good enough, smart enough, and that people liked them. Then again, maybe not. How often have you assumed someone else had it all, only to watch them fall apart? The Stuart Smalley bit was just comedy, but there is actually some good advice there. Before others can respect you and your boundaries, you have to treat yourself with respect. This means you need to dig deep and get really honest about how you're talking to yourself. So we're gonna use the same example. The next time you're beating yourself up about something, imagine for a second that it's your best friend or maybe even your child would you would you just go beat them up profusely because they did something wrong or would you talk to them different would you try to understand what they were feeling would you try to see if there was ways that the situation could be turned around in a way that was more beneficial how would you respond I'm guessing you wouldn't call them stupid or get angry and frustrated and slap them in the forehead. So why do you do these things to yourself, both metaphorically and maybe even physically? Don't you deserve just as much respect as the next person? And if you cannot answer yes, then I'm going to encourage you to get in touch with me so that we can we can dig into that further because i'm telling you you absolutely do and it's important to be your own best friend when you feel yourself slipping into self abuse remember that you are good enough you are smart enough and dug on it people do like you a technique that i use quite often i learned actually from louise hay which It requires you to stand in front of a mirror looking at yourself right in the eyes and telling yourself that you love you. Now I highly doubt Louise gained this technique from the Saturday Night Live skit but I have no doubt they gained it from her. I can tell you the first time I heard Louise explain this technique I thought to myself what's the big deal? You look at yourself in the mirror every day. But once there was a day I thought I'd I'd just give this a try, you know. I wanted to see what all the hubbub was all about. Well, I can tell you, it was far more impactful than I ever thought imaginable. I was actually shocked by the experience, and because of its effectiveness, I added to my toolbox to share with my clients. It is unbelievably powerful. And if again, if you find this interesting and would like to know more about it, then get in touch with me and I'd be happy for us to talk about that. So now let's, let's, let's take some mental notes here. If you are new to setting boundaries, you probably have gotten pretty good at ignoring your discomfort cues. In order to survive, you've disregarded your own feelings to accommodate those of those around you. I know it's easier said than done in the beginning, but stop doing this. I mean, it's like telling somebody to calm down when they're angry, right? It's not gonna be very effective, but at some point, if you're wanting to change behavior, you know, recreate new habits, have different experiences in life, it's going to require us to stop doing some of the things that we're doing because they're no longer getting us the results that we want. If something makes you uncomfortable, let yourself think about it. Sit in the discomfort for a minute. We're so quick to want to move away from discomfort that we actually prolong the discomfort. I know that sounds crazy, but the distractions that we have with our phones and all of that, it's so easy to try to move away from these uncomfortable feelings but how do the uncomfortable feelings ever get resolved they usually can come out later harsher maybe in the form of road rage or something figure out what about the interaction makes you uncomfortable do the person's words feel hurtful do you feel as though they don't respect your time and or space Do you feel they triggered something in you? Let's talk about triggers here for a bit. Triggers are a thing that elicit a strong negative emotional response. We all have triggers. They aren't something to be ashamed of, but we need to be aware of them. Not only are they important for accountability, Because left unchecked, our triggers can bring out the worst in us. But it's also important to distinguish between actual boundary violations and our own personal triggers. And Before I go on here, I'd also like to suggest that if you'd like to know more about triggers and go into the subject deeper, to go back and listen to episode 26 of this podcast. Because... That is all about triggers and going into it deeper. Okay, just because someone really ticks you off, doesn't necessarily mean they're violating your boundaries. It may be that they are simply doing something that trips one of your own triggers. In order to properly set boundaries, you have to be aware of your own triggers. As you can see, Proper boundary setting requires a lot of introspection, so start small. Once you've learned to identify your discomfort cues, it's time to take a leap into boundary setting. This can feel really scary and uncomfortable at first, and that's completely normal. Most people who struggle setting boundaries have been that way their entire lives and probably had their lack of boundaries reinforced by unhealthy family or friends or maybe even romantic relationships. I recommend taking baby steps. Give yourself lots of grace, knowing that at the beginning of your boundary journey, You're going to fall back into old patterns at first. And if you're anything like me, your first attempts at setting boundaries are going to be... Maybe you become defensive or angry and or even timid and withdraw. It's all okay. You have to start somewhere. Imagine it like learning how to play a piano. Children who are taught from a very early young age can pick up an instrument much easier than an adult who never had any exposure to music. It wouldn't be fair to expect an adult with no music experience to sit down at a piano and play Beethoven. And yet we still kind of expect that of ourselves when learning something new. Similarly, if you have reached adulthood with little or no experience with boundaries, It is unreasonable to expect yourself to be an immediate expert. Start with something simple. Like, do you secretly hate hugs? Figure out a way to communicate this to others in a good natured way. Be honest. Smile and say, hey, no thanks, I'm not really a hugger. Are you always the person, the kids, school, or church, or work calls because they know you'll always say yes, even if you are frequently overwhelmed? The next time someone asks you to volunteer, and you get that sinking feeling in your gut, take a deep breath, smile, and say, Hey, man, I would love to help, but I just have too much going on right now. You know, connect me next time and and, and I'll see what I can do. Does this mean you'll never be drawn into an awkward hug again? Or never get in over your head with volunteering? Of course not. When it happens, don't beat yourself up because you didn't maintain your boundaries. Just love yourself through it. Learn from it and move on. Remember... Repetition, repetition, repetition. Habits are created and formed through repetition. So whether you're creating a new habit or changing an old habit, it will require repetition. Whatever you choose to start with, make sure it's a reasonable expectation of yourself. For most of us, especially those who may have grown up in a dominant family or have spent a long time in codependent relationships, setting boundaries feels downright scary. Simply telling a pushy coworker you need to stop chatting so you can focus on your work makes you sweat. This is called your fight, flight, or freeze response, being, and it's being triggered because you believe that any conflict is negative and all boundaries are mean. And this leads me to the next thing, which is reframing this picture that you have in your brain of this scenario. Let me clear the air here. You're not mean because you set boundaries. In fact, setting boundaries is very kind. Wouldn't you rather know how someone else is really feeling and who someone really is than wondering where you stand? Wouldn't you want to know that hugging someone makes them uncomfortable even if you don't mind hugs? The only people who don't like boundaries are people who aren't interested in really knowing who you are. Are these people with whom you want to be in close relationship with? A major part of love is deciding with whom we want to share our whole selves with. There is only so much of us to go around. Emotionally healthy people choose to share their whole selves with those who respect their boundaries because their boundaries are essentially who they are. You need to realize that if someone doesn't respect your boundaries, then they don't respect you. It really is that simple. Understand this, setting boundaries is an act of love. Most parents know that it's important for children to be told no once in a while. Since I believe that we are all growing until the day we die, we could all benefit from ongoing parenting, right? We are essentially all the village raising each other. Heck, this is what I help my clients do when it comes to taming their inner critic. That voice inside our heads that keeps us stuck, drags us down, and causes us to doubt ourselves. It's imperative to set healthy boundaries with this rascal just as well. When someone sets a personal boundary for us, they are saying, I love you enough to share my whole self with you. How's that a compliment? Instead of being offended by other people's boundaries, we should feel flattered. After all, they care enough about us to let you in on something that's important to them. And they are trusting you with that information. Once you've repeatedly taken action towards setting boundaries, it becomes a lot less scary. Even though the other person may still see it that way, within yourself, you know that you are sharing your whole honest self with the other person. And you don't have to be angry, defensive, or aggressive about it. Because you are sharing an act of love. Suddenly, for example, telling your overwhelmed, over-involved family members that you are unable to attend an annual reunion becomes less scary. You love your family enough to be honest about your time availability and need for personal space, and you love yourself enough to take care of your own needs. For those deeply enmeshed families and codependent relationships, it can feel very foreign trying to figure out where you end and the other people begin. If you're still having trouble figuring out what your boundaries should be, I want to share some phrases to help you remember why your boundaries are important. And at any time you can pause this episode as you're writing them down. I would encourage you to write them down here we go. It's okay to feel safe. It's okay to be different. It's okay to create your own identity. It's okay to say no. It's okay to fail. It's okay to succeed. It's okay to speak up. It's okay to feel proud of your accomplishments. It's okay to be separate from those you love. It's okay to prioritize your well-being. It's okay to refuse to keep secrets. It's okay to walk away from drama. It's okay to love others outside of your life partner and or your family of origin. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to define your own personal space. It's okay to have your own dreams and aspirations. It's okay to have your own interest. And it's okay to love yourself. I do want to add a crucial note at this point. If you are experiencing physical or sexual abuse, simply setting personal boundaries for yourself is not enough. You need help. Physical or sexual violence is not because you haven't set clear boundaries. In fact, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the abuser's need for power and control so speak out to someone you trust and keep speaking out until you are heard and you are safe and as we r- prepare to wrap up this episode I want you to know that whether you're single or have a partner it's never too late to set boundaries moreover it's actually a good idea after being in a relationship for a while to check in with one another to ensure you're both still on the same page. Because after all, just like nature, we can we go through seasons, we go through shifts, and hopefully we continue to grow and evolve throughout our journey. The work on our relationships doesn't stop just because we decide to be in a relationship. Our relationships are continual work in progress, and not in a brooding or arduous way, but rather as an act of love for yourself and your partner. And if you found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to share this podcast. I'm also going to encourage you to follow it so that you get weekly updates as when a new episode drops. Moreover, if you're considering getting back into a relationship and you're just not sure, I have an eight-week program I use with clients to help them attract their ideal partner, and part of this program includes boundaries. If you'd like to get in touch with me or and see how I can help you with any of these areas or understanding more about this inner critic I talk about frequently, anything like that. Or just follow my daily friendly reminders. I cro- I post across my socials. I'm going to tell you how you can do that right now. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B as in Brown. On TikTok, um, my username is Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com, and my email is drkellyray@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.